Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Our number two of a radio program we like to call Fantasy Sports Today right here on FNTSY Radio. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz with you up until 10 o'clock. Don't forget, college football today follows us. That's Joe Lissy, Rich Sermonello, and Gabriel Morency. If you want to check them out, talking all things college football, unfortunately, my alma mater back in action today looking for another loss against Wisconsin. Thank you, Rutgers football, for making every Saturday just a little bit more miserable. Anyway... Uh, we continue on here talking the NFL where I'm a Jets fan. So you see where the trends go for me. But anyway, uh, let's talk Chicago at Buffalo. You know, George, the, for all the warts with this Buffalo team, with how bad the offense can be and, and typically is, and yes, we get to um, live the the Nathan Peterman experience yet again. This defense has been pretty good. Uh, This defense has had a really solid year, uh, one that uh, probably goes under the radar because of how bad uh, the team is, but it's been solid. It hasn't been other, you know, worldly. It's not, you know, breaking records in any way, but overall, they're fourth against the pass, 12th against the rank in uh, DVOA, and I think this is one that, probably a game that people expect Chicago to sort of blow the doors off, but... I think Trubisky might struggle here. I think this is a game that I'll probably stay away from, both from a fantasy, meaning DFS, and from a wagering perspective. How do you see this one breaking down? Yeah, I mentioned earlier in the show when I uh, we talked about those streaming quarterbacks, Trubisky's not one, because I agree with you. I, I think Chicago wins the game, you know, but I don't think Trubisky's going to have big numbers here. You know, not at least not through the air. Maybe he runs around the uh, last four games. He's averaging sixty plus yards on the ground, which is pretty much a touchdown. So uh, I'll certainly give him that. But uh, as far as throwing for you know two two fifty plus, I don't think so. You know, I don't think so at all here. Uh, you look at it, Allen Robinson's banged up. Nobody else in the receiving core is truly scary. Maybe Taylor Gabriel does something. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, could be a Tariq Cohen game. Yeah, you know, could certainly see that. Jordan Howard as another guy. Unless he scores, he's not going to return a, a day, the day you want or a day we all want. And I have him, and I, I know he needs to hit pay dirt, or so I'm going to be not happy come Sunday night. Uh, but no, I don't. I think Chicago will win the game, but it'll be a very. It's another game I don't want to watch. You know how about that? Uh, I don't know if it's quite the Jets Dolphins area here, but uh, it's close. I think Buffalo will keep this thing uh, clo- uh, somewhat interesting. Uh, you know, I prefer taking the points here. I think my ten and a half, I believe it was, at least it was yesterday. Uh, but problem is this, and I, I start to think about it. You know, could Buffalo score here with Peterman? Right. Anyone? Anyone? Buffalo? Peterman? You know, I, I don't like him. I didn't, you know, Dan, in one of my leagues, my home league, Superflex League, 
had an interesting decision to make. Uh, Superflex means you can start a second quarterback, and I didn't have a second quarterback. All right, I had Andrew Luck on by. Uh, I had Winston, obviously, replaced. So I was sort of screwed. You know, and I, it's a heavy bye week. I had no one else on my roster. I had no, no reserves to plug in. Uh, so I ended up having to, I was going to release somebody, and my choices were between Mullins and Peterman. And I bring this up because uh, you know, I knew nothing about Mullins. Absolutely nothing. Right. I mean, do I go sure. with the unknown guy against, but a good matchup against the Raiders, or do I go with Peterman, who I know, but I know he sucks against a good Chicago defense. I ended up going with Mullins. And I, uh, I'm no genius here, folks. It just worked out for me. All right? I made this decision, I think, at 8-19, where I finally made the move and uh, put uh, Mullins in there. But that's how much I don't like Peterman, that I went with a guy I barely, had, I barely heard of on the uh, third-string quarterback playing a short week because I think Peterman is that bad. You know, so I don't know if they can score points here. So I'm starting to rethink that. Because t- I can see this game being thir- uh, 17-3. You know, they do cover the 10 points. They don't play all that great on offense, but they cover the 10 points because Buffalo does nothing on offense. Because Chicago uh, is going to stop McCoy. They're not going to let McCoy beat them. They're going to force Peterman to do it, and he certainly can't. Yeah, I... Uh... This has all the makings of a 17-9 game to me, uh, where it's just a little bit of a mess. Chicago gets enough done on defense and offense, maybe a pick six. But I don't see this one being anything fantasy worthwhile. Maybe you get some Jordan Howard just to make it a very specific run heavy up the gut, run out the clock in the fourth quarter. But that's really trying to force game script on understanding what this game's going to be. I I don't have much here at all. And, and well done with Mullins. You know, you took the matchup. You, you did what you had to do. Maybe you're not a self-subscribed, uh, a self-described genius, but I, I will say genius move for week number nine by George Kurtz, uh, getting that done. And listen, he made the point. I agree with, with you, George. We just know who Peterman is. You know, you, you know what he is. You know what this offense is. You take the uh, wild card. You take the question mark rather than taking almost the net negative when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, let's yeah, go. I, I, I'd love to tell you that I was a genius, Dan. I wasn't. It just it just worked out for me. I did the process. You know, they just I knew Pete, I knew Peter Brewer was bad. I, did, I figured I did. I didn't know what Mullins would be. I figured it came down to well, can he be any worse? Yeah, you know, right. it was the matchup too. You know, Oakland is a bad secondary, although that Oakland, the Oakland Raiders are that was disappointing on uh, Thursday night. They really just did not show up. Yeah, and they I understand. Listen, they but they were they, you know they were competitive last week against Indianapolis. Not good, but they were competitive, but it was at home. But you would have thought on the road, okay, I get it. You don't play as well on the road, but it's still – and I was, I'm not from that area. It was a Bay Area game. You're playing the Niners. That's, you know, it's like the Giants-Jets. You would have thought they would have had some heart. You know, thought they would have wanted to play national television, a TV game here, but they packed it in, didn't care, and uh, boy, that was just uh, – that was some ugly football. And remember when Thursday Night Football was good? Do you remember when we had like three or four weeks? We're like, oh, look what the NFL did. Fox has the games and, and you know, this is going to be great. And they're getting the best. What would the commercial over and over again was uh, the best games of the week or we have the we have the games or some phrase where they claimed it was going to be the best matchups. And we've had some real dogs over the past couple of weeks. And I think I think the Giants are on Thursday Night Football next week, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong there, but I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they are soon on a primetime slate. So I think it's Giants and Niners next Monday night offhand. Oh, is that what? <laughs> Shoot me! Oh, man. Uh, there are times where I am thankful that uh, 
I watch random kid shows because my kids are still awake some nights because <laughs> football's so bad. Anyway, let's talk about uh, our next contest up as we roll through week number nine. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I will uh, caveat this at the top. AFC North game. Anything can happen here. Uh, we know that uh, defenses typically come out to play in these matchups, but these are two offenses uh, that have been uh, very solid on the year. The Baltimore defense has been uh, one of the better, if not best, in the NFL on the year. Better against the rush than the past. Uh, over the first eight weeks, uh, over the past, I should say, uh, Number 10 in DVOA against the pass. Number five against the rush. Obviously, James Conner has solidified himself here as one of the better backs in the NFL this season. Not saying projecting forward, but what he's done this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers has been great. Uh, you've had a number of beat reporters out there in Pittsburgh. Note that Pittsburgh has been better without Le'Veon Bell than they've been with Le'Veon Bell. That saga continues. Um, you've mentioned a couple of times, maybe Bell just sits out. Maybe, maybe this is they have a handshake agreement that uh, Bell sits out the entire year, he doesn't come back, and they let him go to free agency in, in the spring, and they don't tag him again. And they just let Connor be their, their guy here. It's a fun matchup. This should be a good game. Uh, obviously has some uh, real... Uh, will have some real, real sway on the AFC North standings. What do you got here? Does this shake out as being one of the games of the week for you, or do you see some holes in this matchup for either side? Well, I think it is one of the games of the week, uh, yeah, especially at the 1 o'clock. Yeah, it might be the best 1 o'clock game as far as NFL is concerned. You know, uh, almost a battle for the AFC North. Uh, I think I expect a hard-hitting game. Generally, when the games are in uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh's not going to light them up. It's a, more of a 24-21 affair somewhere around there for either team. Uh, you look at Baltimore, we're starting to hear the whispers again. You know, Flacco's done, not getting it done. Let's go to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson should be playing more. I don't think I don't think we're quite there yet. I don't think that happens until Baltimore, if and when they're eliminated from the playoff race, or Flacco's just playing that bad. And I don't think he's playing that bad where they're going to make that switch, especially this week. And even next week, uh, well, after they're by, Baltimore's on by next week, uh, then they play Cincinnati. So I don't think it's going to happen then either. Talk to me in week 12 when they're playing Oakland. All right, then we can certainly see uh, a switch if Baltimore's lost their last two games. But as for this week, uh, Collins is healthy, right? There was just, uh, some worry about him Thursday when he had a limited practice, but he practiced on full Friday, danced a little jig uh, on the sideline there. That's not a joke. He actually did dance a jig to prove he was okay. So uh, he's more than likely in my starting lineup here. Uh, Pittsburgh, I know Pittsburgh's betting against the run than the pass, but still I'm still putting Collins in my lineup. Yes, they acquired uh, Ty Montgomery. I'm not really worried about him for this week. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have some packages for him, but he can, there's no way he can know that offense and for a running back be able to pick up the blitz on third right. down to protect Flacco to really be a big part of his offense tomorrow. So I'm not really all that worried about him for this week. Not that I'm dying to start Buck Allen anyway, but if you, you know, once again, you have limited options or if I had a choice between the two, I'm still low rolling Allen for this week, but I don't expect huge things either way. Uh, the passing game here, I think they're going to throw the ball. So I think Crabtree is in play here. I think John Brown is in play here. I absolutely think uh, they are. Willie Sneed, don't know if I want to go down that low, but once again, six teams on by, I can see it. For Pittsburgh, uh, yes, you start your normal characters here. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I'm not worried about Ben and his broken finger. It's on his non-throwing hand. He's practicing full awake. Shouldn't be an issue. He'll wear a glove to protect that uh, that finger, but he should be fine. If you would start him normally, you're still starting him tomorrow. Uh, the Connor Bell situation, you know, and I, I actually never brought up that Bell might sit out all year. 
Uh, that is actually. Oh, that was intriguing. a trade, by the way. Yeah, I I realized I didn't put the uh, the semicolon in my statement there. You had brought up, you know, obviously waiting, and that Connor was going to be good enough, and and that Bell might sit out through the bye. It was supposed to be a semicolon, and then say what I've heard is not, not attributing that to you. That's an apology from me. But that that's intriguing though. And that may I don't I don't think that would be the case though because man there's no way Bell would trust this organization to follow through on that, so I, I don't think that would happen. But man, I can't believe he's still holding out. We knew he'd hold out through the trade deadline because this way you know screwing the Steelers over they can't trade him because you had to, you would have to think the Steelers would have dealt him, you know for something. Uh, they're, they're fine with Connor anyway. Uh, I mean fantasy wise, yes, Bell has never put up the numbers that Connor has, but Bell is a better back. He's still a better back. He just has to put up those kind those kinds of numbers here. But the Steelers have to realize we're, we're just fine with Connor. We could have dealt Bell for whatever we could have gotten for him, and we're not going to sign him next year anyway. So it's intriguing here. Uh, he has no choice but to report, in my mind, before not next week, the week after, before week 11. I think that's when he just has no choice. He has to get in there to make sure he gets that free and accrued, even if they exempt him. You know, so I'm assuming he comes in. Maybe it's Monday. Maybe it's the Monday after that. But wow, uh, he he's just he's lost so so much money here. I think it was 7.5 million before this week. So assuming he doesn't report what today by four o'clock, there's another what eight and a half million down the drain. I can't believe this, Dan. I truly can't believe this is money you will never recoup, never. Right. And to just throw this all away, I you know, a couple of games to make a statement, fine. But for it to be now what eight, nine, ten games. Uh, man, that, that's money I'm just not throwing away. I'm, I'm not throwing that money away. Not as a running back in football where your, your shelf life is so short. I think he's gotten terrible advice. It was agents doing it, keeps pushing him. Maybe he's doing what's doing it, but I think it's been terrible here. For me, Dan, it comes down to this, though. I own Connor in two leagues. I have Bell with him in one of those leagues. I think this is going to get messy. Because when, when Bell does return, I think he will return. Good luck trying to figure out which one to oh, start sure. that week. Because I... I I don't yeah. think Connor's going away. Right? I don't think Connor's going away. So you start both. You're gambling on one. Uh, the, Steel, the Steelers punish Bell then, which I guess wouldn't be a punishment because he doesn't want to play anyway and not give as many starts. Is Connor the goal line guy? I mean, it's a mess. It's just a mess. So I, I would try and divest of the Connor Bell if you can get a good return. I'm not saying take whatever you can get. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm putting Connor out there and see if I can get a decent return. I know one of the turns I, I've seen somebody got was Kelsey for him, and they had no tight end. Their tight end was deplorable. And their running backs, they had other than Connor, were solid. I'm like, I would take that. I'll take Kelsey. I'll take a top tight end in the PPR league for him, uh, as far as Kelsey is concerned. And assuming you have still strong running backs, because I think Connor's really only valuable this week and next. And then his value starts to go down. And I don't think uh, Bell ever truly returns the value we thought he'd get, because I think they're going to split time. Of 60-40, 50-50, whatever it might be, it's not going to be good for both. I, I I really am intrigued by this one. I think I don't think you're wrong. I just don't know if you're right. You know, like as we sit here and watch of when he will report, neither do I. What will happen when he when when he does? Like it's just crazy that we're at this point in the season because of how well Connor has performed. All of Bell's leverage is gone. You know, like almost maybe not all, but almost all of it is gone because it, it's at a point of you are replaceable. But you are we are seeing living proof that you as a elite talent in the NFL are in fact replaceable by James Conner. You know, this isn't Todd Gurley who came in. This isn't Ezekiel Elliott who came in. It's James Conner, who talented in and of himself, but is not an elite level running back by most standards. 
And here we are with Le'Veon Bell having made this bed. I, I really wonder if he ever comes back this season just because like all of it's kind of gone. All, all of it. And I think even if he does come back, will they let him sit out? Shows up to practice week 11 and then he goes on an exempt list. And they say, hey, you know, our team's good. We're going to the playoffs most likely. We're, we're heading in the right direction. You you take care of you. You go sign with another team, and we'll try to hit you at as, as hard as we can if we play you next year. Um, it's going to be a fun one to watch as we uh, continue to watch. And to George's point, he lost money in this. It's not like he's sitting out for and still getting paid. He's not getting paid this year and losing, what, $7 million, you said, George? $7, 8000000 million? That's pretty crazy to, to think about that. But um, I do like Willie Sneed a lot this week. I know he had some struggles last week, um, did have the most targets, uh, did have two uh, pass interference, offensive pass interferences and a pick on a route that it seemed like he came up short on. Uh, but uh, I do think they're going to him more and more. So I do like him a lot from a, a DFS perspective at a very cheap price point. George mentioned him uh, at the top of, of analysis of Baltimore. Uh, we are going to continue on here in our next segment, talking about the four o'clock games. Uh, we do have a ton still to get to. We are also going to open up the phone lines. It's 844-843-6879. Again, 844 844- 843-6879. We want to hear from you, your questions about start sits uh, for week nine uh, for your season long leagues. And of course, if you have daily fantasy or wagering questions, happy to discuss those as well as we go into our final two segments of fantasy sports day here on the FNTSY radio network. Happy to be with you. Don't forget college football today coming up next as well. You find George on Twitter at George Kurtz. Find me at Dan Strafford. And of course, at FNTSY radio back with more of the four o'clock games coming up after this on Fantasy Sports Today. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Driver George Kurtz here in our hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. Phone lines are open, 844-843-6879. Happy to talk to you on the phone lines or via Twitter at FNTSY Radio as well. Um, Kenny, I'm glad you're here. Is this uh, Wheels in the Sky Keep on Burning, George? Is that these lyrics? Am I right? Indeed it is. Okay. Little journey for you. Wheel in I the sky I, keeps like, on the turning. opening guitar I knew. There it is. I I, I I got it and I knew it, but I couldn't quite get to, to what the ver- the chorus was. But Kenny in Philly. How the hell you doing, buddy? Good morning. How you guys doing? How you doing, Jake? I'm doing all right, Ken. I'm doing okay. Surviving. Uh 
Um, I heard you did a little uh, substitute teaching. I guess uh, Scotty was out with the sniffles on Friday. Uh, that was pretty interesting with you and Speed. Interesting combination uh, there. No sniffles for Scotty. He uh, he had uh, I think what what did Speed call it? personal things to do. It sounds worse than it actually is. He uh, he had to take care of it. It's it sounds speed made it sound so terrible. Okay, I know what he had to do. It was it was legit. It's something we all have to go through in life. Most of us more than once. I think I've had to do it. Uh, boy, six to eight times. And uh, listen, he moved. Okay, I don't know what the big secret is. Right? He had to move. I love that. Right? He, well, he had to get it done. Let me touch on last. Well, uh, I I called for Rogers to break the slate. Uh, that didn't that didn't absolutely happen last week. But uh, him and him and uh, Big Ben was okay. Uh, a, um, AB did. They're pretty good with the two touchdowns there. Uh, we did a hit on the uh, Herdman or that Jets uh, uh, tight end. Uh, he did get in the end zone. He only got uh, two catches. But uh, uh, I'm definitely going to ride him again here here this week because Miami in the past four well three weeks. They gave up two touchdowns to Houston, two touchdowns to Detroit, and one touchdown uh, to Chicago. So they're definitely weak against them. I'm, I'm definitely going to throw him in. He, he's only $3,000. I mean, you can't. All you got to do is get a couple catches and get in the end zone, really. Um, I think this is the week, guys. No one's going to play this guy here, and I, he'll be probably 1% on. But I think Julio Jones gets in the end zone this week. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Thank Julio. I'm only playing five lineups. I'm probably going to have him in him in three. Uh, you know the games everybody's going to target. Everybody pretty pretty much knows. Uh, but uh, I'm just going to give you guys a couple guys just to throw in there, just to uh, differentiate yourself from uh, from the consensus here. Uh, quarterbacks, I like. I'm, I'm I actually like that uh, Minnesota Detroit game. So I like Cousins. Uh, um, I was actually on Galladay, but after looking at the stats and what uh, one of you guys said about Marvin Jones. He had two touchdowns against these guys last year, so I'm actually probably going to pivot over to him. He's a little bit cheaper than Gallaudet is. And, and you know, everyone's going to be on the uh, other guy, T.J. Jones, anyway, because he's cheap, and everybody's going to be on him and uh, uh, Sutton. I'm going to pivot off of Sutton and go to Sanders. So, um, and one more guy, uh, uh, Sean Jackson, of course. Y'all mentioned him earlier. I was going back and forth with Speeds and uh, Scotty because I don't I, I don't think they understand why DJX has been as good as he has uh, been this year besides the quarterback situation. But because they they have him in the slot and Godwin, Godwin uh, outside, he's actually facing the third the third cover guy, which is probably the free safety or safety. And they, I mean, the routes they have him, him running a long route. So, you know, once he start, he start churning down the field, you know, it only takes one step for him to get away. So, I mean, that's why he's been a big asset. But I definitely love him. Um I love maybe uh, Higgins too from from uh, Cleveland. If you're going to play that game, play Higgins and maybe play Kelsey. You know, you, everyone already knows the the people to play: Greg Olson and of course Adam Thielen. Hunt. These these are some of the guys I got. What do you guys think about uh, maybe uh, Pittsburgh's defense? You know that Pittsburgh Baltimore game generally is going to be probably low scoring, and Baltimore's both their tackles out. So that's just something to think about. And I do have one season long question. I have a quack in my hair. I'm, I'm playing the, in, in two different leagues. I got the Jets defense and I got the Dolphins defense. So you think I should try to pivot off of one of those? <laughs> well, I, I, George, George will answer a little further, but I think that's going to be a turnover game. You know, I don't think you're going to go wrong. I mean it. Like, I think you're going to get Osweiler with one or two picks. You're going to get Darnold with one or two picks. I, I think you have upside with both sides of it. If you want to hedge, sure, get off one or the other, but. Um, I, 
I, I think they're both in fine spots with turnovers as a, a definite high upside. What do you think, George? Uh, I, mean, I can see it, yeah. I don't think even the defense is great, but uh, I do expect some turnovers from this game from both quarterbacks. I think this is an ugly game. Uh, it's a tough week with six teams out, although I don't see a lot of defenses out here outside of maybe Philadelphia, Jacksonville, I guess, as well, although they weren't doing much. Uh, I don't know. Out of the whole thing, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out Julio Jones scores this week, huh? Julio Jones up against Josh Norman coming off a bye. Well, you know they move Julio Jones around, so you know he'll be in the slot a little bit. I mean, you know they just got their uh, new haha uh, Clinton Dick, so I'm I'm, I'm figuring he's going to he's going to see the end zone. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I like you guys, so I got to pivot away from you guys with that. I, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game here. Uh, uh, I mean, there's another dome team. You know, I'm a Saints fan, so I know about the dome teams going outside. So, um, and the, and the Redskins defense has been pretty tough. I just I'm just getting a notion here, and like I said, he's going to be one percent on, so it's worth a it's worth a flyer for me. I'd say no one's going to have him. I, I think Kenny, you uh, thanks for the call, by the way, and I, uh, some some hot takes in there. And what I like about what Kenny's saying is a lot of GPP mentality when it comes to DraftKings of talking about the players that he knows people are on and trying to find the price point and pivot to someone else who he thinks has maybe even higher upside but a lower floor. Uh, so as you think through your lineup, especially as we get deeper into the season. People get entrenched in the way they think and entrenched in, in their cash game lineups and thus entrenched in their GPP lineups. So you, you sort of pivot to, to some guys, but you end up having more chalk than you expect. And uh, if you can think a little differently and think outside the box, I, I'm probably going to Duke Johnson this week instead of Nick Chubb. You know, trying to get that other side, that other player on a team uh, who might have some upside, who may not be higher owned. And I think he makes the point here with Julio Jones. I don't know I can predict a touchdown this week. I, I, I don't think I can. I, I think the defense is good enough. Um, I think that we've seen this script before. Uh, we'll see double coverage. We'll see, especially in the red zone, double coverage, especially now that they've fortified that secondary, George. Um, I, I think we're going to have a tough time there, but he makes the point. Julio Jones at 1% or 2% owned in large field GPPs is a gigantic advantage if he gets into the end zone. All of a sudden, you have this this one of the best receivers in the league at such low ownership with such gigantic upside. Um, I, I can see it as a play at least in one or two lineups. He said he was building five, so uh, diversify a little bit and try to hedge some uh, lineups there to, to at least have some cashing. But GPPs, you're playing to win. Over the long haul, you, you got to play to win first, second place. Otherwise, you're going to bleed out your bankroll over time uh, trying to chase min caches or, or double ups in GPPs. Play, play 50-50s, play head-to-heads for that. Uh, try to get your bankroll uh, even there and then go for the sw- big swings. Uh, the smart big swings, but, but the big swings uh, in GPPs. George, we have another caller on the line. We go out to Chicago and uh, we go to Ryan uh, on the phone line. Ryan in Chicago, how you doing today? Good. Good morning. Um, I was wondering who you guys like this week, uh, Isaiah Crowell or Tyler Lockett? George? Hello? Uh, we're here. Uh, so, uh, George, uh, Tyler Is Lockett it PPR, or Isaiah Crowell? PPR or standard? Yeah, it's a standard league. Uh, standard League makes this a little easy. Uh, I'm going to go Crowell here fairly easily. PPR League, I might have thought about Lockett, but Lockett's going to be touchdown uh, dependent here. The Seattle Seahawks aren't, aren't throwing the ball all that much. I mean, uh, Wilson only threw the ball 17 times last week. You know, 14 completions, three touchdowns. Great, but I don't know if I'm going to rely on that week in and week out here. We know Crowell's going to get the touches tomorrow. I mentioned earlier in the show, Miami lets up 143 yards on the ground each game. I do expect them to 
do their best to stop Crowell, as the Jets don't have the greatest passing game here. But I'm still starting Crowell over Lockett. Uh, I okay, thanks. Uh, and then, thanks. hey, um, w- w- would you start Kerryon Johnson, or would you trade Kerryon Johnson for Galloway? For Galloway or Galladay? Galladay, sorry. Would I trade Kerryon Johnson for Galladay? Once again, standard league here. Yeah, uh, standard. Prob- probably not, unless you have the running back depth to get over it. I like Kerryon Johnson. It's just I, I annoying have that Garrett Blunt. I have yeah, Gurley. Who else? Who else do you have at running back? Uh, Gurley and then Chubb. So Anybody I got else? And Chubb as my one and two, and then Johnson. I'm either putting in as my flex or trading for for, yeah, for Galladay. I like Galladay. I do, but I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to test my running back depth here. I'm probably keeping Kerry on Johnson in this uh, situation. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, that all, makes all the difference in the world, that PPR, half PPR versus a standard league when it comes to a, a deal like that. So, uh, as always, if you're tweeting at us or calling, uh, happy to answer. Uh, context is king, so whatever details about your league you can provide, the better off uh, George will be in answering. Let's uh, go game by game. We have the 4 o'clock here, George. Uh, what do we have, four fours this week? Is that right? One, two, three. Three. Nope, three. Three. So your TVs will be well-kept uh, and not have to be switched here for the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Houston and Denver, let's start there. Obviously, uh, the revenge game right off the bat for Demarius Thomas. Uh, pretty crazy to see a player traded and then go right up against uh, his own squad uh, right away in this matchup. And it's in Denver, right? Yeah, it's at Denver. So it did... did uh, Demarius Thomas even traveled to Houston, or did he just wait for the team in Denver? Like, how does that work exactly? That was a joke, right? Um, did he just uh, hang out? Yeah. I'll be at the house, guys. Let me know what time game. What time's <laughs> exactly. pregame meal? I'll be there. Uh, so good. So good. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this one. Obviously, we have Demarius Thomas. Let's not forget about the guy on the other side, though, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in football. Don't really need to talk too long about him. This is a minus one right now in favor of Denver. Pretty much a pick em, obviously. 46 over under. 23.5 implied total for Denver. 22.5 implied for the Texans. I'm not sure what to make of this one. Even forgetting Demarius Thomas of what I really think of the Denver Broncos. I haven't been able to really gauge what I think of them as a team on this season. And don't really know what to expect from them offensively with Case Keenum under center. Um, their backup quarterback wandering drunkenly into somebody's living room and sitting on the couch and being uh, attacked therein uh, is a problem as well. He's been cut, obviously, uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, well, how do you break this one down? Do you have faith in the other pieces in Denver to get it done on offense? Do I have faith? Uh, I mean, listen, Lindsay is starting. All right, I'm starting Lindsay. I know Houston's better against the run than they are against the pass, but uh, I think they've also been good against the run because they played a team like Dallas. They didn't care about the pass. It wasn't a threat. The pass is a threat here. It's not a huge threat, but it's still a threat. Still got Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, who everybody and their mother loves. All right, so uh, the passing game is still there. Lindsay, Booker, I don't I don't expect Freeman to play tomorrow. I don't think it's smart to play Freeman, uh, fantasy owners, or for the, the Denver Broncos. Broncos are on bye next week. Give them two weeks to heal. Right? Well, why would you even bother putting him in unless you know he's 100% healthy tomorrow? So I don't expect Freeman to play, and if he does, I'm not starting him anyway. Uh, so what Lindsay, some, somebody who's in my lineup, Booker could certainly be in my lineup as well if 
once again, you're getting crushed by the buys, and you need a replacement there. I think Booker is a guy who maybe can get you double-digit points. You know, so someone you're looking at there. Sanders goes, Sutton goes here. I think the passing game will uh, somewhat hum. I've mentioned earlier, Keenum is one of my streaming quarterbacks this week. Not that I trust him. I don't. You know, I think it's impossible to trust him. I've been saying this all year. We're finding out with Keenum why Minnesota made no attempt to resign him. I mean, they, they let him go, and they got him to the uh, what uh, championship game, and they didn't care. I think they uh, they realized they pretty much bled everything they could out of him, and it was time to move on here. Keenum is, is nothing special, nothing even close to special. As for Houston, Watson's in your lineup. He's uh, healthier. You know, we, I guess we can stop making the joke about how, you know, he can play football but can't fly. Uh yeah, that was kind of ridiculous, but he's healthier. I'm starting him. Obviously, he's starting Hopkins. Lamar Miller, I mean, is it because of the uh, the impending return of the former that all of a sudden he's playing better? We've seen this before in athletes. They don't care until they, they worry about losing their job or losing touches here, but he's played better the past couple of weeks. He's certainly in my lineup as well. And, I mean, Demarius Thomas, you're probably starting him. I mean, maybe you're really deep at wide receiver and you don't have to, but he's a wide receiver three for me. You know, I... And this with all these guys, by the way. Cooper, Thomas, Tate's not playing this week, but he'll be in this category next week as well. You don't know. You just don't know how much of the offense they're going to be. Are they going to be a decoy out there? Yeah, which is what it what very, very well may be Monday night with the Cowboys. Maybe Cooper's at the decoy. Maybe Thomas is the yep. decoy tomorrow. You know, we, we don't know. No, there's no way anybody on Fantasy World can tell you they know. We don't. It's been a couple of days since the trade deadline. How much he, uh, Thomas knows the offense, how much he's comfortable with Deshaun Watson, that's an unknown. Uh, in my mind, if I had Thomas and someone who's equal to him or close to equal, I'm going the other direction. I'm going to play it safe here and assume Thomas won't be a big part of the offense. Uh, I, I think that's the right take here. Um, I don't know how you project properly any sense of, of what he's going to be. We do have another uh, caller on the line, Steve from Long Island. You're on with George and Dan. How are you doing today? What's going on, guys? Quick question. Not much. How are you? Uh, yeah, true. Good. Just leaving Whole Foods now. I got Diggs and Cup for my wide receiver three. Diggs has the uh, ribbits, and he's questionable. Mike Thomas also is questionable with the shoulder. Cup's coming off that injury, inside injury, saying he's coming back a week early. Do I throw Cup in for Diggs? What do you got, George? Yeah, this this is a tough one. I mean, uh, I think Michael Thomas had the questionable take taking taken off. So he's starting Thomas. So Diggs or Cup? Uh, I agree with inside injuries. It does seem to be uh, a little short for uh, Cup coming back here. Uh, are they pushing him because it's the big matchup? You know, maybe the uh, maybe the game that decides home field in the NFC is that why they want him back here? So that does concern me somewhat here. I don't know if I was worried about Diggs overall as far as the injury is concerned. I am worried that he could see a lot of Darius Slay. Thielen won't. Thielen plays out of a slot here. So if you're asking me Diggs or Cup, I'm going to probably hedge here and go Diggs because I I do wonder if Cup either is not 100% more of a decoy out there or just leaves the game early. But they are both wide receiver twos for me. I only have them separated by five spots in my rankings here, but I do have Diggs higher. 
Steve, I hope you picked up some quinoa from Whole Foods um, or whatever else uh, food styles you're picking up. Uh, as you're at Whole Foods, Steve, of course, uh, great over on Twitter. Thanks for calling in, Steve. Appreciate you. Uh, and good luck with the, the violin and piano uh, lessons. Those are always fun. Um, George. And the accordion. The, apparently they're, apparently they're, the they're accordion. learning the accordion there. That's that's the uh, we, uh, that's the instrument we at Al uses. It, it he said that this tweet. He, 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 he couldn't remember the name. I'm a big Weird Al fan. I actually saw my my oldest daughter and I saw him in concert in May. So uh, I know uh, I know I, not that I play the accordion, but I know what instrument he plays. I'm a big Weird Al guy. We, uh, what can I tell you, Dad? The man hey, makes me laugh. Live, live your life, George. Live your life. You do not need to apologize for enjoying Weird Al's music. Uh, he's actually been on the Weezer uh, Africa uh, Africa covers over the past couple months. So you've seen him a lot on YouTube and in their music video, but. Nonetheless, we have one more segment here. We have a couple more games to get to. We'll talk DFS. We'll talk some wagering as well as we close out the show. And as always, we appreciate you guys being along with us. Find us over on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Of course, it's at Dan Strafford and at George Kurtz. Most creative Twitter handles in all of fantasy sports. We'll be back with more on Fantasy Sports Day after this. Don't forget college football today coming up at the top of the hour. Back with more after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. If this doesn't get you pumped, I don't know what can. Um, Dan Trevor, George Kurtz here on Fantasy Sports Day. Closing out week number nine, game-by-game analysis. Let's go to uh, Chargers and Seattle. And don't forget, as always, um, if you are playing daily fantasy sports and you want to uh, make sure that you are on top of your game, it's uh, no better place to go than DailyRoto.com. More to come on that momentarily. Uh, George, we have uh, Chargers and Seattle, a... uh, Game I don't really know how to break down. I've been down on Seattle, but here they are uh, treading water, you know, getting the job done enough behind uh, Russell Wilson. They're four and three. I predicted eight and eight on the year, but uh, I guess they're on track for that. But it seems like they could uh, rattle off a couple of wins here. This is a Chargers team that's five and two, has had a, a very solid run, but always feels like they're one. Uh, turnover away from from losing games they just play uh almost on a a a tightrope for me i I just feel like they're always uh a mistake away from losing maybe i've gotten so used to philip rivers in that way that he seems to always be on the the tough luck side of of these contests but how do you break this one down i assume your typical cast of characters are going rivers wilson baldwin uh keenan allen Uh, anybody that you're staying away from in this game anybody that stands out as somebody you don't want to play well, you know, I, I sort of mentioned it before. With Seattle, they're not throwing the ball as much. All right, they're uh, they're trying to win with the ball, with game, uh, keep the ball on the ground. We're seeing. Uh, I know Carson has the injury, so you want to watch that. But it looks like he's going to play. But they're running the ball an awful lot here. Except the one person who's not running the ball, Russell Wilson. He's not taking off as much this year, so that's hurting his fantasy value. Mentioned last week, only they only uh, threw 17 times in defeating the Detroit Lions. You know, Wilson had a great uh, fantasy game because he had three touchdowns 
of those 14 completions. All right, I don't know if he can rely on that week in and week out. You know, he's going to get those kind of touchdown passes. Wilson's uh, fan- fantasy career tells us that he does play better in the second half than the first half. So maybe that takes off again. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, it's risky. Now, you mentioned uh, Doug Baldwin. Uh, why is he an automatic start? 14 catches, 159 yards on the year. Think about that. 14 catches for 159 yards, no touchdowns for Doug Baldwin on the year. I don't know if he's an auto. I don't think he's an automatic start. I don't. He comes down to what else is on your roster. He may be an automatic start this week because, once again, six teams on bar, you can't do any better. But he's not someone you just throw on your roster anymore. He's not. Whether it's the knee injury, oh, I guess that's what it has to be. He's only 29. I can't see that his career is done. But uh, he's not been very uh, good at all this season, so he's not an automatic. Uh, he's one of those guys I tried to tra- make a trade in my league. Uh, for I needed a wide receiver this week, and I said, ask the guy, I'll, I'll take Baldwin. And he said, well, I can't, can't, can't trade you the number one wide receiver on Seattle. Listen, he's not the number one wide receiver on anybody's team right now. Right. 14 catches, 159 yards. Okay, he's having a horrible season. So uh, if, you're, you're, if you're overvalued, if you're one of those all fantasy owners who overvalues your players, everybody's an all-star, well, then you're impossible to trade with anyway. But uh, I don't think Baldwin's an automatic here at all. Uh, that's really what it comes down to here. You're going to want to watch Melvin Gordon. He's questionable. Uh, that hamstring still bothering me, even after the bye week here. I'm praying he plays because in my dynasty league, he's the only quarter, he's the only running back I have left. That's it. He doesn't play. I'm, I, wow. I'm no joke. If he doesn't play, I'm taking a zero at running back. You only have to start one minimum. I have Marlon Mack. Obviously, he's on bye. I have three other running backs all on IR. And it's a dynasty league, 16 teams. There's nobody left. Uh, and the one guy I have on uh, as a rookie – uh, Adams, of course, he's on bye, too. So I'm just screwed at running back. He doesn't play. I'm literally taking a zero at running back. Uh, not, not much I'll be able to do. I think I can go claim Kenyon Bonner. Lord knows that paid off Monday night. Uh, uh, there you go. So, yeah, lucky me. So, like I said, you're going to want to watch uh, Melvin Gordon. Eagles are more than likely a start because if Gordon, if Gordon does play, I doubt he handles a full load. So Eagler could be somebody you plug in there. As far as uh, the wide receivers are going, Keenan Allen obviously goes. Philip Rivers goes. Tyrell Williams. Boy, he's made the most of his opportunities the past two games. Right? Four touchdown yep. passes pretty much on, I think, what, seven completions? Maybe eight at most. So he's not being targeted a whole bunch, but he's making the most. Philip Rivers is looking for him deep and throwing the ball up there and saying, hey, Ty, go get it. Because he hasn't been wide open. He, Ty has had to go and get it. He has uh, he has done that. So I think they'll take their shots again, but tough to rely on that week in and week out. So I have him as a low-end wide receiver three. I think he's playable, but once again, as with all these things, what else do you have on your roster? Uh, I think, I, and the whole Baldwin thing, I hear you, and I do think it's all of the factors. It's uh, The stats uh, you rattled off, I think those are worthwhile to be worried about. Obviously, some injuries have hampered his numbers, but this is just a Seattle team that's playing 1990s football. You know, they're they're playing the, the old, you know, rough and tumble, let's run the ball down their throat and make them stop us, and then if we have to throw it, we throw it in uh, efficient situations and hope for the best. It's really disappointing to see Russ not running as much, Obviously, it makes sense. They want to keep him upright. They want to make sure he is healthy. Uh, he is the the difference maker on that team. Uh, who's even the backup in Seattle? I don't. It's not like Seneca Wallace or anybody still is. <laughs> like who, I don't know who the backup quarterback is. I should look that up. But um, I think that this is a tough one for me to gauge. So I do like uh, Ty Williams. I'll even go Mike Williams as just home run threats. I, Seattle does a good job against the run. I think Gordon, to your point, is a bit of a question mark here. I don't know if I have the guts to sit him if he does go uh, in a season long. But in a 12-team uh, league where you have some other options with the injury and with the matchup, I wouldn't be uh, that 
It's at least more of a decision than typically for me uh, when talking about someone like Melvin Gordon. Let's uh, close out the uh, game-by-game analysis and uh, get ready to talk a little bit of DFS and uh, a little bit of wagering as we finish off here with uh, what should be one of the best games, I hope, on the slate, at least from a scoring perspective. Uh, You have gigantic upside here, obviously, between uh, New Orleans and the Los Angeles Rams. This is in the Dome. Uh, It's an over-under of 57.5. It's dropped from 60, which is where it opened. Uh, You have uh, 29-point implied total to open for the Rams. They're up to 29.75. And the New Orleans Saints dropped from 31 to 27.75, as I'm seeing live. Is that all Michael Thomas, you think, there, George? Just the the hampered shoulder and concerns that he's not going to go at full tilt? Oh, it, ha- it has to be, right? I mean, what else could it be? Uh, I'm not worried about Thomas. Uh, obviously, if you have him fancy, you're starting him. Maybe uh, maybe this keeps me away from him in DFS. I do wonder. Right. I mean, I think I've been wondering for a while now, all right, who else is Breeze going to throw to besides Thomas, besides Kamara? You know, is this the week Traquan Smith breaks out? You know, It could easily be Cam Meredith as well, who I don't think has had a target in a couple of weeks. But I do wonder... If this is Traquan Smith, where they have to find someone else they can throw the ball to outside of Thomas, and Smith will do some damage here. The Rams have been susceptible to the pass. So uh, it, it just makes me wonder if this is the week of Traquan Smith. I'm not saying to start him, but he's someone, once again, you could look at if you need a low-owned starter, someone you can look in the plug-in here, especially with Thomas possibly being somewhat hampered. Right. That makes a ton of sense. What about the this is all systems go from an offensive perspective, right? There's there's no one outside of potentially injury concerns that you're sitting in any way, shape, or form. I mean, Cup Cup is back, so Josh Reynolds is out of consideration here. Am I starting Cup? As I like to say over and over again, it depends on what else is ha- you have on your roster, but probably. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to be pretty deep here, but I am worried. You know, you we mentioned inside injuries says that. Uh, you know, he's a week too early. You know, maybe he is, maybe he's not. You know, but I, it is on my mind that it does seem to be a bit early. That injury looked nasty. You know, so it didn't look good. I'm happy he's just coming back this season, more or less, how effective he'll be. But uh, I'm starting Cup. You're starting Woods, of course. starting Cook. starting Gurley. starting Goff. So who else would you start outside of those guys for the Rams? You know, I think the Saints are more interesting. You know, because who do you start outside of their start? Uh, their all-stars, Pro Bowlers, Breeze. Thomas, Kamara, Ingram. Is there anybody else there? I mentioned Traquan Smith. Ben Watson could be a, a plug-in filler for anybody who's lost a tight end. Ingram, Luck, uh, Zoma, Ertz. He could be somebody to plug in this week. We do expect points to be scored here. You know, and I think they will be. Rams are, uh, are Saints, but uh, very good against the run. But, you know, sometimes, you know, everything in football is small sample size. Because at most it's eight games. Right. You know, and I think with the Saints, when they say, oh, they're good against the run, well, is that because teams can only pass against them because they're behind 10 points right off the bat? So you, the running game's abandoned. That's why stats can sometimes lie to you. Yeah, their numbers against the run are just because they haven't given up more than, I think, 400 yards total this season on the, uh, against the run. Sounds great, but it also means teams may have had no choice but to pass. Or maybe it's because their pass, their pass defense is so bad, teams don't even care about running. They can't stop the pass. You never know what those stats truly mean here. But uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Todd Gurley. The Rams offense seems to be designed, you know, it's even when they throw the ball, go out inside the five-yard line and go, let Gurley run him a touchdown. Great for Gurley owners, not so good for your wide receivers. 
Uh, should be a good game. Obviously, game stack in play here from a DFS perspective. Really high price points are, are going to be tough to get to, uh, but uh, you have gigantic upside. The question of, do you believe Todd Gurley at 9,500 is worthwhile? Listen, he's performed. It's a gigantic price point. Uh, so it really comes down to what your expected return is on that 9,500. Tough to say. Each week, he would return proper value on that, but he's done just that. So if you're results-oriented and looking back over the first eight weeks, you uh, look at the matchup and see uh, some definite upside here for Todd Gurley. If you look at projections and try to figure out the most uh, probable outcomes, Gurley paying off a 9500 price tag in a high uh, pass uh, game may be a little bit more difficult. I, I probably will have one or two lineups with Gurley simply uh, trying to get a little bit of a different roster construction going uh, than where I see the chalk uh, uh, going this week, but uh, I don't know that he's going to be really a, a focal point of any of my roster construction. Uh, quickly here, George, as we close out, any wagers? Uh, you mentioned that Dane asked you for three games that you're looking to uh, get some money down on. Maybe you share that with the audience here today, uh, and then any other games that have come up uh, as we've gone through here or specific uh, lines or anything that you might find intriguing. Yeah, I like Carol. I like Carolina minus six and a half against Tampa Bay. I think the game is going to be somewhat high scoring here, but I don't think Tampa Bay can. I, I don't think Carolina can be stopped in this game. It's at home for Carolina. The Cam has a big game here. I think that defense is good enough to keep Tampa somewhat in check. But uh, I'm definitely going uh, Carolina here. I already said I like Atlanta coming off the bye against Washington. It's not really, not really a knock against Washington. It's just that Atlanta two weeks to prepare. You know, I love teams coming off a bye. They're fresh. I think they know their season really comes down to the next three games. They really have to win all three to get back in the wild card hunt here, and I think they take care of business here. The third game, um, you know, I think I said yesterday that I was uh, going to take the Buffalo Bills and take those 10.5 points because I think you put it perfectly earlier. This smells like a 17-9 game, something stupid like that. But then you also said, you know, Peterman pick six. And I'm starting to remember the, uh, the Buffalo-Houston game. You know, when Peterman threw, came in, that's the first thing he did, and they're going with that cover. You know, so now I'm starting to hedge on that. I'm like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I don't want to put money on that game. But uh, that's, that's, you got me thinking, Dan, because I think, I think you got a point there. Now I'm looking I – don't, I don't like any other game lines, but I'm looking at over-unders now. You know, I, I've, I've, I've been pretty successful this, uh, this year betting, over, betting overs, really. Although I did get burned last week when Gurley didn't run it in when he uh, sat down. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad about it. You know, he did the right thing right. for his team to win the game. But, yeah, I, if he runs it in, I hit my over. He didn't. I didn't. Uh, that's, just, that's just part of the, uh, the business here. It's the way it works here. I don't know if I'm seeing an over-under I truly love. I mean, do we go Green Bay, New England? Can either defense stop the other there, over-under 56? I can certainly see it being an easy 34-31. And that's what I'm going with here. I'm going to take the over on the uh, Green Bay, New England game here because I just don't think either defense is all that good. And I think uh, Brady and Rodgers are going to feast. I like it. I, I do agree with you with the Chicago uh, Bills game. I, I love the under. I, I really think it's a 17-9 game, but uh, the backdoor cover scares the crap out of me. The, 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 the like pick six in the fourth quarter where Peterman tries to do too much, and all of a sudden it's 23-9, and then a field goal. Like, it just smells so much of that uh, frustrating uh, finish to a game where uh, all of a sudden you get to 38 points somehow or another simply because – Athletes will be athletes in the fourth quarter and, and a play or two happens and goes the wrong way. Uh, outside of that, I'm, I'm not an aberrant. I, I feel like we're starting to get into a phase from Vegas that they're starting to understand uh, who these teams are. Uh, lots of uh, lines feel just about right to me. 
I do feel as though uh, this Kansas City-Cleveland game could be uh, a little bit more fun than 52. Uh, I think that uh, you could have some high upside in that one. And we are getting word now, just seeing it uh, from Roto World, that Redskins left tackle Trent Williams will be out for weeks. So that could affect, obviously, the run game there. We talked about uh, Adrian Peterson. I'm not one to necessarily jump to saying uh, take him out of your lineups or or change drastically because of one offensive lineman, but left tackles, obviously, a pretty key cog to the offensive line play. Uh, DFS, George, uh, quickly, maybe just some of your favorite plays across all the positions as we just have a couple minutes left here on the show. Yeah, as far as, uh, you know, DFS, I said, I'm starting Cam Newton over, I'm going to save the $500, I'm on DraftKings, in case people are wondering, I'm going to save the $500 and go with uh, Cam Newton over uh, Patrick Mahomes, not that I mind Mahomes, but I'm taking the $500 save. I mentioned, I think uh, I've been starting all my lineups with Gurley, uh, Thielen, and uh, Mahomes most each week. I'm not going to pay 9500 for Gurley this week. You know, as much as I do like Gurley, I don't know if he's going to pay off that uh, price point this week. I think, once again, they may be able to slow him down somewhat, where maybe he only gets one touchdown instead of three uh, this week. So I'm going to stay away there. I like Philip Lindsay at 5500 Once again, I think the, uh, they're going to use him quite, in the pa- uh, quite a bit in the passing game and the run game there. So he's someone I like at running back. Other than that, I mean, no one stands out for me other, other than paying the, the high price. I think that's a problem. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at if I need to save money, I Booker 3700, but I don't want to use Lindsay and Booker in the same lineup. Barbara has scored touchdowns of late 3600. I'm looking at really cheap running backs that maybe I can plug in there. I think I'm desperate. You can go Capri Bibbs at 3500, but I don't see myself doing that in all that many leagues. So why receiver? I'm going to end up probably paying up for uh, at least one top guy, maybe even two, and struggle at, well, I don't want to say struggle at wide receiver, but look to be cheap at wide receiver. Uh, David Moore, 3,900 for Seattle, is someone I could look at. Mike Williams for the Chargers, 3,800. I wonder if the bye week, they're going to try and get him more acclimated in the offense. That's where I'm going with Mike Williams here, since he's been kind of quiet uh, of late, where he hasn't really done much. I already mentioned, I expect tomorrow either Cam Meredith or Traquan Smith to do some damage here. You know, I'm probably leaning more towards Traquan Smith, but if you believe in Cam Meredith, he's only 3,500. Someone who might, I repeat, might return some value there. Uh, we're all, everybody in their mothers on Cortland Sutton. You know, yep. I want to plug him in 3,900. I'm probably going to have to, but I think everybody's going to have him. So you're not going to get yep. any kind of true value there. That's the only thing that worries me with him. Yeah, Sutton's a cash game play for me. Probably stay away from him in GPP simply because of the ownership. Uh, it's going to be fairly high for obvious reasons. Uh, love Cam Newton right there with you. Mahomes is fine. Uh, Thielen, cash game play. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt's a cash game play. Duke Johnson, I'm on. Willie Sneed, I like a lot. Marvin Jones from wide receiver. And Christian McCaffrey is going to be in some of my lineups as well. Great show, as always, from George. Uh, thanks so much to everyone uh, for listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up next is college football today. Don't forget to stay tuned for that. Uh, We'll be back with you next week for week number 10 of the NFL. As always, find Fantasy Sports Radio at FNTSY Radio over on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Best of luck. Week 11 in the NFL. So long, folks.